you are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I say D, I say D-O, D-O-D, D-O-D-G, D-O-D-G-E-R-S, team, 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 team. Yo, 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 Dodger fans. Welcome to Lockdown Dodgers. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Lockdown, your team every day. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. I'm Vince Samperio of Chavez Ravine Fiends, back here with my buddy Jeff Snyder of Baseball Essential. Jeff, how are you doing? I am doing pretty well. Uh, had a had a fun evening on whatever day it is as we're recording. Tuesday, maybe. Um, my eight-year-old son, uh, we've been watching a lot of Food Network, and he decided he wanted to do Cupcake Wars here at home. So uh, he and my other son were the judges, and me and my wife and my daughter had a cupcake competition. And uh, I'm not afraid to say I won. So, uh, you know, and I had to overcome the fact that the judges like my wife a lot more than they like me. So uh, my cupcakes must have been really good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Wholesome family fun right there. We got some... Maybe not family, but wholesome content for you guys today. We're going to talk a little bit about the latest we've heard from a potential MLB plan. And then we're going to get into a new draft uh, in the second half that we're going to start with a bunch of rules and restrictions. So we'll get to that when we get to that. But before that, a quick reminder to subscribe to Locked On Dodgers, wherever you get your podcasts. And when you get in your car, if you're at home, tell your smart device to play podcasts Locked On Dodgers. All right, Jeff, before we get into this new proposed idea, real quick, the Dodgers announced that they had 11,000 fans on that Zoom party last night, um, and they are planning another one for Monday, May 4th at 6 p.m. It looks like you will have to register again, but uh, I'm sure they'll do the same thing as last time. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I know you were part of it. You talked about it yesterday. So you, it was you and 11,000 people. On yeah. That call. Yeah. And I'm glad they're doing another one. It was a lot of fun. And, you know, like I said the other day, they originally limited it to a thousand and then they opened it up to 10,000 and the email they sent out specifically said, do not share this login info. Uh, but then they just tweeted it out later. So even though they only allowed 10,000, apparently they ended up having 11,000 because they tweeted out the link. So, uh, like I said, I don't think the technical issues had anything to do with the number of people on the on the meeting, so no reason to limit it, I guess. Yeah, true that. All right, cool. Yeah, uh, well, I'm sure one of us will be on the next one, and we'll get to talk about it when that time comes. But we move on to some news. Uh, says MLB officials have become cautiously optimistic that the season will start in late June and no later than July 2nd playing at least 100 regular season games. Um, and it, not only would it be, would all that happen, but it would also be played in Major League ballparks, probably with no fans, at least early on. And MLB is thinking of breaking down the league into a three-division league with 10 teams, mostly based on geography. That would put the Dodgers in the West with the Angels, Giants, A's, Padres, D-backs, Rockies, Rangers, Astros, Mariners. So basically just the AOS and the NOS combined. 
the same thing for the other divisions. Jeff, what do we think about this? Yeah, I thought <laughs> the the most interesting part to me was like you said the uh, the West the West is just the NL West and the AL West combined, and the Central and the East are the same things except the only exception is they have the Braves in the Central and the Pirates in the East, and since the Braves and the Pirates are already in the same league anyway, it it makes me wonder uh, if this whole exercise and plan will make them realize you know what. It would make more sense to have the Braves in the Central than the Pirates anyway, because Pittsburgh is further east than Atlanta is. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, Atlanta is significantly closer to uh, St. Louis than it is to New York City. Um, and obviously, Miami is the outlier there. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was funny that uh, – Instead of just saying, okay, we'd combine the two West divisions and the two Central divisions and the two East divisions, they did that one little flip-flop. And uh, But yeah, overall, the plan, I, I don't know. It, it's it's weird. Um, I understand the thinking because if if you're only playing teams within your division, uh, you know, you, you get the geography as close as possible, cuts down on, on travel a lot. Um, I don't know how they would make this work because the fact is, there are still two New York teams and New York is still being hit pretty hard by COVID uh, a lot harder than the rest of the country. Uh, and so I don't know if it's actually realistic for any plan that has the Mets and Yankees playing in their home stadiums, meaning other teams tra- flying into New York uh, in, in July. I, I don't know if that's actually feasible, uh, but other than that, you know, it would be weird to have a World Series that wasn't the National League against the American League. I don't know exactly how these, uh, how they would do the playoffs here, how they would split it all up. Um, I, I don't know if they know. You know, there, there's a lot of different things they could do. Uh, but it would be kind of interesting if the Dodgers finally won the World Series and it was against, like, the Cardinals or something, you know, some other National League team. Um so, you know, and not having fans there, I don't know. Every option's going to suck until we can actually just get back to normal. Uh, but at least this is baseball, you know, and it would be mostly recognizable. I assume there would be the DH in the whole league, uh, which would probably be of benefit to the Dodgers more than other National League teams uh, because the Dodgers have guys like Matt Beatty and Edwin Rios and stuff who maybe they don't have a position for. Um but yeah, I don't know. I had a lot of thoughts and some of them were excitement and some of them were, Bleh. what did you think? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, it's going to be baseball and I'll take that. It would be funny if the Dodgers and Astros do end up playing each other a bunch of times and there's no fans around to do anything about it. And, and, uh, you know, would be funny, I guess. And yeah, I mean, at this point, I've, I was reserved to the fact that we might not get baseball. So anything that can give me some kind of baseball, I'm going to take. Yeah, like I said, it's going to be weird and it's not going to be ideal and it's going to be different. Um, but that's just the circumstance we're in right now. And if if you can give me 100 games of MLB baseball and then uh, playoffs, that might be a little different than normal. Uh, I'll take that any day, even if it means that either we don't get to go to games or it is going to be a little awkward and different. Yeah, and maybe, you know, I mean, even this is a fundamental shift from what we were seeing a week or two ago. 
you know, that, that, I mean, the idea of not having to quarantine the players, that is a change. Um, that means that on some level, they seem to be more optimistic about the path of where this is going. Um, and, and like I said, I think it's worse in New York than anywhere else right now. And I think maybe it, it, you know, who knows what it'll look like in two weeks. And maybe they would start this without fans. And, and by August, they'd be like, okay, we can have fans now, or at least have full stadiums or, or something, you know? Um, I don't know what it would be, but, uh, the, this whole thing is moving. So changing so rapidly, who knows what is going to be realistic a week from now, let alone two months from now. Yeah. Like I said, it's always going to be moving and changing until either something crazy happens or they just kind of settle on it and, and hope for the best. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, I would not be mad with some baseball starting in July. Yeah, absolutely. All right, that will do it for this part. We are going to come back and start a new draft that we will talk about after we talk a little bit about Postmates. Right now, you might be home a lot, and you might want to order in food. Sometimes maybe you don't want to cook uh, because you're tired of cooking, or maybe you don't want to go out into the world because you feel safer at home. Uh, And right now, with Postmates, you can get pretty much anything you want delivered within the hour. All you have to do is download the app, which is available for iOS or Android, and just start ordering stuff and get it sent to you. And right now, you can get $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. You just download the Postmates app, use the code LOCKEDON, and there it is. $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. And keep it locked on, Dodgers. Okay, so we just finished a draft of the Dodger players' individual seasons over the decades. We had another one, I believe, again from Brandon Johnson, about picking an all-time team. Uh, But we made some adjustments to that. So this draft will be an all-time team of players that are not in the Hall of Fame or slated to be first ballot Hall of Famers or not in the Hall of Fame due specifically to steroids or other things that got them banned. So Pete Rose, no Pete Rose, no Barry Bonds, none of those big main players. They cannot have played for the Dodgers for more than two seasons. And I think that's all the criteria, right? Yeah, I think so. Basically, favorite non-Dodgers who aren't Hall of Famers. Correct. Yeah, so, um, yeah, not necessarily the best team, although I'm sure between Jeff and I we'll still have a talented team, but just guys either we liked watching or whatever the criteria was in our minds that we're going to go. And right now we're just going to draft our outfield, and then we'll come back tomorrow and draft the rest of the positions so Jeff, uh, opening salvo. Let's go with it. Whatever outfield spot you want. All right, let's start with left field. I guess um, left field is the one I feel the least strongly about of the three, uh, but I like this guy. And my choice is Jose Cruz. Jose Cruz Sr. Uh, his son played for the Dodgers, but he never did. He Jose Cruz came up with the Cardinals and spent most of his career with the Astros. Uh, you know, got MVP votes, made his all-star teams as an Astro, uh, played one season or like a quarter of a season with the Yankees to end his career. But 
uh, most of his time with the Astros, uh, back when the Astros were likable, or at least not hateable. Um, and things I liked about Jose Cruz, uh, you know, part of it is just nostalgia. Uh, I started collecting baseball cards in 1984, um, and there's a bunch of guys who my brother and I just have weird nicknames for because of baseball cards. And Jose Cruz is one of those, even though we knew, uh, and we lived in Lake Elsinore, which is basically Northern Mexico. We knew how to pronounce uh, Latin names, uh, but we always called him Jossie Crez, which, uh, so he always has a soft spot for me because he was Jossie Crez. Um, but my favorite thing about Jose Cruz is in 1984, he was uh, the first guy in like 40 years. And I think the actually I'm sure nobody's done it since then, uh, to lead his team in home runs while hitting zero home runs at home. He had 14 home runs, which led the Astros that year. Uh, so that's a different time already leading a, a team or no 12 home runs, uh, led his team with 12 home runs and all 12 of them came on the road. That was, he played in the Astrodome, which was death on power hitters. And, uh, so I was a big fan of that, uh, about Jose Cruz that he, led his team in home runs without ever hitting one at home that season. So he's my left field pick, Jose Cruz Sr. That's a very interesting stat, and, yeah, that's a good pick. Um, my first guy is, or my left fielder, is probably the only player I didn't really watch growing up. His last season was 94, and I was a, a child. But I've seen most of his highlights and a bunch of stuff on him, and that was why Bo Jackson is my left fielder. Uh, Bo Jackson, as most of you know, he played football and baseball. He got hurt in football. He had a bad hip injury, but he was able to come back and play baseball a couple more years, but wasn't quite the same. Uh, he did strike out a lot in his time, but he also never really he never got to focus fully on baseball, and he was still really good. And yeah, I mean, we've seen, you've probably seen all the all the main highlights of his. So, uh, Bo Jackson will definitely be in left field for me. That's a, a great pick, and you know, you and I we're gonna have mostly uh, guys from slightly different generations on our teams, probably just because you and I are from slightly different generations. I'm closer to your parents' age than I am to your age, um, but um, Bo Jackson was almost my pick. He was he would have been my, my second pick, and on a different day, he might have been my pick. I was a huge Bo Jackson fan at the time that he was that he was playing, and so I think that's an excellent pick. Yeah, um, looking at this list, it, it's going to be – there's a few overlaps from when we did the jersey thing. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. But, yeah, but, you know, obviously we know why. Yeah. Uh, all right, my center fielder actually is one that he – he did play in your generation, and so I guess there's a chance for uh, overlap here. Maybe I'm stealing one from you, although I think I know who you're going to pick in center field. Um, I'll see if I was right. Uh, and who I think you're going to pick is was high on my list, but the one I ended up going with was Jim Edmonds. Um, watching Jim Edmonds play center field was so much fun, uh, even though obviously I grew up a Dodger fan because if you're going to be a baseball fan in Southern California, you might as well do it right. There's no point in being an Angel fan or a Padre fan, but I did live, uh, I mean, Angel Stadium was probably 30 miles closer to my house and, you know, an hour, 
closer time-wise uh, when you factor in LA traffic. And so I went to probably as many Angel games as I went to Dodger games throughout my life uh, up until once I moved out of California, it wasn't as much, but I still, you know, I, I like going to Angel games, even though it's a poor man's Dodger game. Uh, and so watching Jim Edmonds when he was with the Angels was a lot of fun. And then uh, later when he was with the Cardinals and the Cubs, uh, he was just a lot of fun to watch play center field. Uh, he was fun to watch hit. He had a, a weird stance that made it look like he would struggle against left-handed pitching, but he was still a really good hitter. Um, he he would get in on those pitches. And so, uh, yeah, just between the highlight plays and the fact that I saw him play in person a lot and a lot of other things, Jim Edmonds is my center fielder. Yeah, those that catch, over-to-the-shoulder catch in center field. Yep. Was that a Angels or, right, or Cardinals? Already? That was Angels, okay, I yeah. think. I want to say that's right. But, yeah, yeah, Jim Edmonds, definitely fun to watch. All right, my center fielder did play one year with the Dodgers, but, so he's still eligible for this, and it's Kenny Lofton. Uh, I knew it. I was right. Yeah, I believe I've talked about him a few times on this podcast uh, or our old podcast. But, yeah, I've, I always – I don't those mid nineties Indians teams were just so fun and he was on, you know, those teams and, and uh, even just, you know, going out, I think he played with like almost 10 other teams on a bunch of one year deals, but he, he really came up with the Indians and yeah, it was just fun to watch. Um, honestly, can't tell you why I just really liked watching him play. And, and uh, you know, like I said, those mid nineties Indians teams were fun. So I, I have a lot of favorite players from that time uh, that were on that team. Yeah, he also played college basketball at University of Arizona, was a good ball player, basketball player, um, came up with the Astros. I have his several of his rookie card with the Astros. I think it was 91 Donruss, 92 Donruss. I can picture the card, can't remember what year it was. Um, yeah, Kenny Lofton was fun. Kenny Lofton should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, that's my, my hot take on that, and Jim Edmonds probably should too. Um, I also, I almost went with another Angels center fielder, uh, Darren Erstad, uh, more for personal reasons, um, because I knew Darren Erstad when he was first in the minors, when the Angels picked him with the first overall pick out of Nebraska, his first minor league assignment was the Lake Elsinore Storm, and I was a senior in high school, and used to go to all the games, and Darren Erstad and I actually became buddies, uh, I've been to the movies with Darren Erstad when he was a minor leaguer. And uh, so it was fun to watch him. I was rooting hard for, for him in 2002 when the Angels won the World Series. Even if they hadn't been playing the Giants, I would have been rooting for Darren Erstad. And so I almost picked him, uh, but I went with Jim Edmonds instead. Uh, for my right fielder, I picked a guy who actually spent a lot of time in center field in his career, probably more than right field. Uh, but by the time I was really paying attention, he was a right fielder. Uh, he came up as a catcher, actually, and then moved to center field, which is not a a move you see very often. Uh, but he won a couple MVP awards, and he now lives about five miles from me and is the nicest guy in the world. My son's been to his baseball cap a couple times. Uh, I've had him as a guest on a previous podcast I used to host. And uh, crazy nice, nicest guy you'll ever meet, and that is Dale Murphy. Um, and Dale Murphy, obviously growing up, in the in the 80s like I did he was Dale Murphy was a future Hall of Famer Dale Murphy should be in the Hall of Fame based on his peak 
Uh, he doesn't have the overall numbers, the longevity, because injuries, he basically just fell off a cliff after about age 31. Uh, played for another five or six years, but wasn't very good uh, because of injuries. But uh, at his peak, he was one of the best players in baseball. And, uh, you know, got to see him play a lot because we had TBS. And so I watched more Brave ga- Braves games than anything growing up just because that's what was available. And so I watched a lot of Dale Murphy growing up. Um, even before we had the connection of being neighbors, I was a big Dale Murphy fan and I always will be. And so he's my right fielder. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how there's, you know, a lot of, even my generation a little bit, uh, you, you watch a lot more Braves and Cubs games. I mean, still watch a lot of Dodger games, but uh, you definitely got to see a lot of Braves and Cubs games because those channels were region or all over. So, yeah, we didn't get WGN, so we didn't, uh, my grandparents did. So when we were in Hesperia visiting my grandparents, we would watch Cubs games um, and hear Harry Carey sounded drunk on, on the air, uh, but usually we were listening to his son Skip Carey sounding uh, boring on the air. So. All right, so my last one, you probably know, only because I talked about it as before. So this guy is scraping by the beating the criteria that we had and actually i didn't know he pl- I, oh, I did know but uh just because based on the end of his career i kind of forgot that manny ramirez was a right fielder so manny ramirez is going to play right field for me he played two seasons for the dodgers so right beat that right there and jeff claims the jeff rule was that he would not he's not a directly first ballot hall of famer so he's not really being held out just for pure steroid or other performance-enhancing drug use. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't really need to get too much more romantic than it. Uh, Manny fits a lot of the criteria. He was on that mid-90s Indians team. He did have uh, an incredible run with the Dodgers when he came. He did have uh, his antics in Boston, but also his swing. And in, 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 I was looking at pictures the other day for work. Because uh, I wanted to do, you know, between Cleveland Manny and Boston Manny, whose numbers are a lot closer than you might think. Uh, his swing is almost the same, like the same leg kick, the same, you know, bringing the bat back. He's probably one of the guys I imitated his batting stance the most when playing in the backyard uh, baseball. So, yeah, Manny Ramirez is definitely always one of those guys that I loved watching hit. Yeah. Um, and to be clear, I definitely think Manny Ramirez is. Hall of Fame based on his career numbers. Uh, but I think you could make a case without ever saying the word steroids or PEDs that, you know, I, I think you'd make a case for not voting for him, whether it's his defense or the fact that he was sometimes a lousy teammate. Um, you know, there there are reasons, you know, Barry Bonds, the only reason he's not in the Hall of Fame is, is steroids. There, yeah. you know, uh, you know, Manny Ramirez, I, you could make a case. I wouldn't believe the case. Uh, but you could make a case that there are other reasons he's not in the Hall of Fame. You know, just kind of looking when we were putting together these lists, there's a lot of outfielders that fit this criteria, and a lot of first basemen that fit this criteria where, you know, I probably could do this draft over like four or five times before I actually ran out of people that I would legitimately pick. Yep, absolutely. There were, you know, like I said, I had multiple center fielders. I almost went with Kenny Lofton, but I knew you wanted him, and so I – I uh, I'd left him on the board for you, uh, but yeah, there there's a lot of guys, and we could do this. And and on a different day, I might have picked, you know, like I said, I, I might have picked uh, whoever you picked in left. Oh, Bo Jackson in left field. Um, 
there there's Dwight Evans could have been my right fielder uh, if I had gone with Dale Murphy in center. So yeah, a lot, lot of different options. Yeah. All right. Well, we will come back and finish the draft tomorrow with the rest of the positions and maybe if there's any other breaking news. Uh, but Jeff, anything before we head out? Um, no, not that I can think of. Uh, yeah, it, it's exciting that we might get baseball this season, or at least that they're more optimistic that we will have a season. So, oh, the other thing to mention is that MLB changed the rule, their policies to open, to pave the way for teams to be able to refund uh, people for tickets. Um, up until now, all these games that are being played aren't being played. Uh, were being listed as postponed rather than canceled. And uh, so teams weren't issuing any refunds. Uh, I'm interested to see what the Dodgers do as far as season tickets go, uh, because by my back of the, you know, back of the napkin math, I imagine it's close to, I don't know, close to a hundred million dollars that the Dodgers probably have of season ticket holder money. And right now is probably not the time that anybody is looking to, give a hundred million dollars back and and you know obviously the, it's billionaires who own it they could do it uh, but i imagine that uh i'll be hearing from my season ticket rep soon and we'll be given some sort of option of just putting the the money we've paid towards next year's and maybe they'll try to entice us by uh you know giving us a discount on next year's or more likely locking in this year's pricing at next year uh, instead of raising the rates like they do every year, it would be hard to see them trying to get away with raising the season ticket prices after a year in which there were no games played. But who knows? We'll see. But uh, but uh, it was interesting news anyway that that maybe season ticket holders will get a chance to ha- and people who just bought tickets for opening day or whatever uh, will hopefully have a chance to get that money refunded soon. And uh, I've got. The Dodgers are holding a lot of my money right now, that money that could be uh, spent on things like, you know, surviving. So so who knows? But I, that was interesting news anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of places are kind of starting to figure out the, the, the change from postponement to cancellation. So uh, I know personally both my mom's last two big gifts for Christmas and her birthday might be – rendered moot because the Hamilton tour got canceled so far and the Padres opening day might not happen this year. So we'll see what happens. Yep. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Make sure you subscribe if you're not already subscribed. And if you're not already subscribed on Apple specifically do so if you have the means to do so. Also, uh, we would really appreciate if you left ratings and reviews we are always accepting those, especially if they're positive. Uh, probably more if they're positive. We are three ratings away from 200. So three of you out there that have not yet left a rating, please go do so. And if you want to leave a review with it, even better. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vince Samperio. If you want to call and leave us a voicemail or shoot us a text, you can do so at 323-863-5625 or you can shoot us an email, LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. When you get in your car or if you're at home, tell your smart device to play a podcast, Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. And now tell your smart device to play the latest episode of Locked On MLB. Hi. 
We'll talk to you tomorrow. D I say D O D O D G E R S. The team that's all heart, all heart and all thumbs. They're my Los Angeles, your Los Angeles, our Los Angeles. Do you think we'll really win the pennant? Bye.